0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Word of Truth Outreach Podcast. I'm yours today host, Kent Lee, and, and I promise I will not take much of your time. There's just a little something that the Lord has uh, pressed upon my heart to cover with you and I pray that you hear me out because, I mean, this thing is just, just getting getting just so much uh, worse and worse and worse and I want you to get this. It seems like every week I try to sit down and minister a feel-good message, one that Tells us God would take care of us with our financial needs and provide jobs to sum it up to make a way out of no way for us. But each time I sit down or meditate on what he would have me to do next is all it always is up the same way. The Lord wants me to continue to warn his people to repent and to be saved and serve. As Jesus was saying in John chapter 9 to do the work while it is day. If any of you keep up with what's going on in the world, it's getting worse and worse. We have got to place our minds more and more on the things of God. One fact that we forget about every day, even we know this fact is true, but we don't give it too much attention, is the fact that Satan is controlling things here on the earth. Because as the Bible tells us and to warn us that he is the God of this world. Our Lord have so many times warned us that we can't serve two masters. We will love one and despise the other. Everything we have on hand that seems to be convenient are all for the convenience of the flesh. Everything that's earthly is for the satisfying of the flesh. So as I look at my work, I was uh, like, "But why well, keep saying the same thing to people? They won't listen to what I'm saying because it seems it's the same warning message, and they will see me as a man with the same message. He must not be studying or other parts or other parts of the Bible. He just studying the warning parts. I have learned that you can't study." what God wants to say personally to his people through you. Lately, I've had the greatest opportunity in the world to finally understand what Matthew's 10 me, 10 me. And we're going to breeze through it a little bit. And as a state that we're going to be right on out of your way, but I want you to hear what I'm saying today because it's very important. But anyway, Matthew's 10 starting with the verse five. It says, these, 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. He said, but rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, our work and our reaching out should be for the lost, not those that are supposedly saved already. But we the righteous are, as Proverbs 14 spoke, We have the heart of the backslider. We are doing our own thing and not what God is commanding us to do in these last days. We are doing just what we feel we should be doing at the time that we are doing it. We are doing our own thing and hardly nothing we should be doing for the kingdom of God's sake. I know this and I'm going to say it anyway. And I feel that I make a lot of you mad at me because I keep calling you out and exposing the fact that you are just lip worshipers. Saying more than you are actually willing to do. Matthews 10 and 7 says, As ye go preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received freely give. Now, I want y'all to pay attention to that particular scripture uh, at heart because there are so many out there that has gotten filthy rich with the gospel, with everything that God has provided for his people. And there's not a lot of healing going on. Simply, it's a mind thing. So if you think that you're healed after listening to some of these people that are charging you, then you're healed. Mm -hmm. You can be healed free. So he says, this is the part that most preachers don't want to get. If they ain't benefiting from it, most ain't going to stay in your church with the few members. They see it as no members, no salary. Now, don't let me talk about what I was just saying about uh, those that's getting your bill money that you're sending sending it to them every month because you believe it's them that's keeping you and not the Lord. Look at all your famous TV preachers, just fifty rich, but won't give you the time of the day. The Bible said freely they receive freely give. God did not charge any of them to read his word or to preach. You don't have to pay for your healing. That's part of the benefits package of belonging to our Lord and Savior and Father. Amen. He says, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses nor shrimp for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stars. For the workman is worthy of his meek, and into whatever city or town you shall enter, inquire who is in it that's worthy, and there abide until you go hence. See, God is saying he has already set up people that will take care of you if you're going ye therefore Preaching and teaching, healing and delivering that will take care of you, that will give you a roof over your head, that will give you food on the table that you don't have to pay for. You know, in, in, in other words, when you are dealing with someone that's telling you that you got to give them a certain amount of this and that in order to receive something from God, you need to stay away from that. Don't be don't be foolish. God says freely they receive and freely they're supposed to give. So if anybody is not willing to do something for you for nothing, then they can't be fully of God. Come on, here's somebody. He said, now, when you go into a place and, and, and you acquired it, the person there, find out who it is that will take care of you, that you can go out there and do that work. This, this is that evangelistic work that got to take place. that got to go on. Amen. Verse 12 says, and when you come into a house, salute it. And if, if, The house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. Mm. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, he said, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. He said, verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I have sent you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be you therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And that is very much necessary. I always hear when we are ministering and Barber, she always talk about the spirit of discernment. And that is so important. To have the spirit of discernment for when you are out and about in round various ones, you will know it's not judging somebody. You can always tell the tree by the fruit that it bears. But with the spirit of discernment, you can always tell when somebody is real, when somebody is legit. And you won't call up giving your life saving to someone that's not even concerned about your soul, not even concerned about you being delivered. So you got to have that spirit of discernment to know who in the world you're dealing with. He said again, I will send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. So he said, be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Listen at verse 17, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in the last same hour that ye shall speak. Come on here, somebody. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of the Father which speaketh in you. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. You can never study for what God wants to say to his people. And we're at a place in time that there are things God are gonna say because he loves us, because he's merciful. And like I said, he has that chastening love. So there are things that he's gonna keep saying to us because he loves us and don't want any of us to perish but to have everlasting life. So the same message was come. And as I get all into this, you will, you will see exactly what I'm saying because people in the days of old went through the same thing that we're going through now. And God brought them out and showed them how to go forth to do things. And it's going on the same way today. Uh, verse 20 says, For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. And the brothers shall deliver up the brothers of death. And the father, the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Uh-oh. Do we know of any cases like that? Do we know of anybody that got kids that is talking back to their parents or standing up against their, their parents, making them feel bad or look bad? Oh, come on here, somebody. You know for a fact that this is the way a lot of kids are now. They don't have no respect for nobody, and they don't even have in their heart to, to uh, respect elderly people, or parents. So it's it's at that place. Verse 22 says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endured to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in the city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the son of man be come. So God is saying, if you're not received here, go somewhere else that you can be received. Speak the message where they receive you not speak it. And this is the thing that he's been dealing with me about, you know, about speaking the same warning message because God loves you. He didn't want any of us to purse, like I stated. So to hear the same thing over and over, he wants us to get it. Pretty much like he was telling some of them in the days of old, keep preaching it until they get it, till they get it. You know, he says the disciple is not above his master nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciples that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. So whether you receiving what God has to say, now, I'm talking more to the sinner man this morning. So whether you receive more of what God is trying to say to get you out of your mess, to tell you to, to come away from some things, you, you're not going to escape it. It's going to be revealed. He just said, there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed or hid that shall not be known. So just know that God knows when you're being warned, when you have been told about some things. What I say to you in darkness, that speak you in light. And what you hear in the ear that ye upon the housetop. And that is my goal. That is my goal to speak the thing God is telling me to speak. Say the things God is telling me to say. If it will deliver you, if it will bring you out, then it's worth listening to. And God loves you enough that he wants you to hear. So he said, go out anyway. He said, when I see the darkness, he says, speak it. Speak it upon the housetop. And fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So I feel like Jeremiah the prophet when I cry loud and spare not. It seems to be the same. Do you know there was little to no change from Jeremiah preaching? He preached long and hard but wasn't received, just like today. He preached 40 years hard, and people was not receiving the warning message that he was giving them. And it's just like it is today. I imagine that's what Jesus was trying to say there in Matthew uh, 10 about, you know, how it would be more tolerant for Solomon and Gomorrah than for us today because we got more from us than they did back in that day. We got great grace. We got Jesus. We got the example. They they lived on the promise. We we are living off, off of grace here. So Jesus is saying it's going to be more tolerant for them because you're getting it. But Jeremiah preached long and hard and wasn't received. God told him to look over their heads, but preach what he was instructed to preach. It was a harsh message, but the Lord told him it needed to be said, just like today. I know I might say a lot of things that you don't favor or feel like it don't make you shout or make you want to run up and down the aisle, but if you can hear it, can deliver you. Jeremiah was set apart, set aside before birth as a prophet to take a message to the nation, urging them to repent and turn to the one true God. His message still supplies today. Now, get this. How much of our time in each day should we acknowledge the things of God? What is our thinking? What are we allowing to take root in our minds and heart? The Bible says, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. This is a list of things that I want you to give some thought to and see if this part of what you might be going through on a day-to-day basis. How much time are you uh, giving it to it? Are you giving time to prayer, to fasting, to reading, to studying, meditating? The Bible tells us in Mark 12 and 28, and one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, ask him, which is the, the the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered, answered him and said, the first commandment, of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So we're saying, are we loving him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength? Are we loving him that way? Do we think and sleep the Lord on a daily basis? Or do we get tied up in the things that Satan has placed in the world to gather to gather our attention, like our favorite series on TV, or our favorite movies? Are we watching things that can grow the spirit man, or are we watching things that would condone the spirit man? If it's not if it's not elevating your spirit, it ain't no good for us, and that's what the Lord is trying to say. And He says, "And and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart." Come on here with all thy soul and all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is what we should do. He said, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So the question I pose today is this. In the course of your day, how much of, of that time do you acknowledge the Lord? What gets the most of your time and attention each day? Does your Facebook, Twitter? Instagram, TikTok, get more time than God? Or do we put more time in our TV? I asked the Lord, this personal question myself, how can I be closer to Him and to be more anointed? And He gave me First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. And it goes like this: it says, He says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. This is TV series. This is the music that we listen to. Anything that's not going to promote spiritual growth is not for you. So he said, you got to sustain from that. You got to come away from those TV series that you might like to watch. So you got to come from that music that might not be uh, spiritually motivating. He said, you got to come from the things. He said, stain from all, not some, but all appearance of evil. He said, if you want to be anointed, be more anointed, and you want to be closer to me, these are things you got to do. Now listen at this. Verse 23 said, and the very God of peace will sanctify you wholly when you sustain from these things. He said, and I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. We have gotten so relaxed with getting into Our television, we tell ourselves uh, what we are watching is okay, there is no harm. Question, have you took the time to actually pay attention to everything that is influencing your outcome, your character, your personality, where you get it from? What made it change? The Lord shared with me if what I am watching on TV isn't real or doesn't promote spiritual growth, I shouldn't be Watching it. TV is evil, and we all know this. And it has so many of us tuned in to our favorite series, knowing it's not promoting spiritual growth. If the truth be known, they will not help us uh, acting some kind of way. They won't make us act that kind of way sometimes. The Lord says, Sustain from this, and I will make you more anointed and more focused. To hear me and not what's on your TV. He said, This is a tool the enemy uses to cloud our minds. Come on here, somebody. So if it's not promoting you, then we need to get away from it. Cause most of the drama series are lies, and most of them are backed up by Satan. And I want to tell y'all this, and I know here lately here, and this is this is this is just true, and it lets you know where we are. I got an email from the so-called Illuminati, and, and it it pretty much was legit. It was offered me to join their society of the Illuminati like many famous peoples have, and I guess, you know, no secret. They noticed how sometimes that now when Barbara and I sent out a message, we are cutting cut dry the enemy. We're trying to cut him up and, and just let people see just what he is and, and how he is, and, and, they were saying to uh, join the Journal society, and they say my first gift will be one million dollars. They would give me a million dollars. And This is legit, y'all. This ain't some fluke uh, change mail or what you want to call them, or whatever. This was this was legitimate because their email address was the Illuminati, and it had the six 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 in it. Number no, this this was uh, this was legitimate. This wasn't something that someone was just making up to get my attention. This was actually real. They were trying to say, they, my first thing was would get that million dollars. And then he said, I would have riches above above anything. And then he said, I would be famous. And, I, and, and believe it or not, do some research and you'll see some of your favorite artists has sold, somewhat sold their soul to the devil to get riches and to be famous as they are. And I was saying, I said, listen to this here now. I said, bad as I could use some riches. I said, I wouldn't dare give myself to that. And like I said, it was for the Illuminati cause like I said the email address in it had the six 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 in it. So that so that lets me know um basically they they are in charge of the iPhones anyway. They they got the iPhone listening to us because it is the all C and whatever. But it was sent just to get me to join that society to stop saying some of the things I say against the enemy. And I'm here to tell you. I stand for God. The Bible said, "Don't fear him; just just can kill, kill body, but kill can get soul." So a lot of them famous people don't even realize it. You can't sell your soul to someone that you don't you don't own. You don't own your soul, so how can you sell your soul to the devil when you don't own your soul? God owns you. He made you. He's the author and the finisher of you you and your faith. So the Satan got them fools thinking that they will, and some of them get so deep into it that it's too late to change. They can't change their mind concept. They get so used to being famous and get so used to being rich that they forget to change. And they'll be caught out there getting rich and rich and richer, thinking about all that they got. And what that does lead them to hormone, to fornicate, to be in adultery, all of these various situations because of what that fame brings. I'll, I'll stay poor before I get myself involved in any of that. But I'm telling y'all, it is so real. And the enemy is going to try to convince you every day that his way is the right way. Don't have to suffer. And there's so many things that's been put into play now that we got to be ready when it comes. You know, I was li- listening to this uh, thing the other day where it's saying uh, s- soon. I don't, don't know when that soon is, but there's not going to be any money. It's going to be electronically uh, uh, provided. And this don't sound good because it's just like you're going to have to get some kind of uh, marking to say uh, to identify you. And this is crazy, y'all. And Hopefully we'll get more and more into this in the future to get you back on page. And don't be like those that were listening to Jeremiah. Please hear me for what I'm saying. You might not care anything about me. Most of y'all might care more about Barbara, and and I'm okay with that because none of y'all got a heaven or hell to carry me in. But I am here to cry aloud and spare a knot, and that's what I plan to do. And I hope and pray that you don't get so so favoritism, uh, whatever you want to call it, to not listen to what I got to say based on what you might think that Kent's about. Don't None of y'all know nothing about me. I'm going to tell you something. I love the Lord, and I strive each and every day to get in his word so that I can warn his people. Because I know for a fact we're up, we up against something that if you're not where you need to be, in strength and in power, you will be defeated. Come on here. You will be defeated. So um, whether you want to trust on me or not, just always listen to the content of what's being said. That's what Jesus had to tell them back in the day. You may not believe that I'm the son of God, but believe me for my very work's sake. So that's what I'm saying today. Believe me for my work's sake, and you'll see that I am very much serious about what I'm doing. And as I stated, It matters not whether you like me or not, but I'm going to continue to send forth the truth of the word because the truth shall set you free. And the Bible said, whom the Son set free will be free indeed. I'm not here for the saved, but I am here for the lukewarm, for the backsliders at heart, for those that are lip worshipers. I am here for you. You got to get it together. Now it's time. You got a work to do. Repent and do your first work over and get out there and do what you got to do. Get out of that TV as much as you've been getting into. It's not all about them series that you're watching. Get into something that's gonna elevate and and put your spirit man where it needs to be. That'll feed it. All that other stuff is teaching you how to drink, sex, and do all this and that. It ain't teaching you how to be uh, an overcomer, how to be delivered. Come on here. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what the Lord says. I'm gonna be like Jeremiah. I'm going to continue to minister day and night concerning warning you about where you need to be. Because truly, we have got to get it together, not just for you, but for the kingdom of heaven's sake and for those that are lost. He said he sent us for the lost sheep, not for those that are saved. Amen. This has been another Word of Truth Outreach Podcast. with your today's host, Kent Lee, and I thank you for allowing me to be here. To say what does said the Lord in such a time as this. Stay tuned. For we're not quitting. And we're not selling out. In Jesus name. Till we meet again. Be blessed. And have a great day.